Has your little one started whining, biting, picking his nose, hitting, the list could go on and on, and you just can't figure out how to break the pattern? What do you do if your child has picked up on one of your bad habits and you really want it to stop before it becomes a bigger issue? We're so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to help support our ministry, one way you can do that is by purchasing Ginger's resources directly from her website instead of other online retailers. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you for your support, listeners. This enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. I don't know about you, but I just love waking up in the morning, curling up in my comfy chair with a warm cup of coffee and reading the daily news. Did you just tense up? Because I did. Honestly, I sense myself wanting to avoid the news at all costs and shield my children from it as well. But what if there was a better way to be informed without being disheartened? Well, that's exactly what I love about the world and everything in it. This podcast from World News Group is my favorite source for current events because I can get sound journalism from a Christian worldview without the hysteria, the chaos, and the stress. As one of Apple Podcasts' top 100 news programs, they deliver essential headlines, field reporting, interviews, and expert analysis every weekday. Search for the world and everything in it wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Ginger, we are back today with our dear friend, Sonia Schaefer, and we have the privilege of talking to Sonia about what we can do when our children inevitably pick up bad habits. How do we break them of those habits? Um, But before we dive in, Ginger, can you please tell our listeners a little bit more about Sonia? Sonia and her husband, John, have four daughters whom they homeschooled all the way through with the Charlotte Mason method. I was introduced to Sonia's teaching through Katie a few years ago. Uh, Katie has been a huge fan of Sonia's for many years. And Katie and I were at a conference together and she asked me to attend one of Sonia's workshops, which I did. And ever since then, I've been a huge fan as well. And what a blessing it is to get to call Sonia a friend. Sonia has a special place in that very big heart of hers for parents dealing with special needs children because her youngest daughter has autism and developmental delays. Uh, When Sonia is not spending time with her family or homeschooling her daughter or podcasting or speaking at conventions or running a very successful business, Sonia loves to play the piano, read great books, and weave on her floor loom. Uh, But most of all, she loves to encourage and equip parents in the high calling of raising children and pointing them to Jesus. Sonia, we are so thankful to have you back on our show today. And I just have to say that I only sit down to record in my ratty t-shirt and no makeup with people I view as true friends. So I hope you know that you are the truest of friends, and I hope you find the fact that you're seeing me like this as a compliment. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always a delight to join you, no matter what either of us looks like. (laughs) 
I know this topic is supposed to be on breaking bad habits in children, but I have a feeling it's going to be just as helpful for me and probably a lot of other moms who are listening because who doesn't struggle with bad habits? I know I can name a few right off the top of my head that I would like to kick. It's true. Uh, All of us struggle with bad habits. It's just life. That's the way it is. The thing is, our kids are probably going to pick up some of the bad habits from us and just picking up bad habits in general. That's going to happen. None of us is perfect. Uh, We all have areas of life in which we need to improve. But when we do notice that a bad behavior or a bad attitude is becoming a habit with a child, we do want to do something about it. And we should. Part of our responsibility as parents is to help our children grow into the best version of themselves that they can possibly be. We want to set them up for success in life. So it's usually easy to spot the bad habits because they're the ones that bug us. It's just, you know, are you being bugged by something recently? It's probably the bad habit you need to start working on. Once we notice a bad habit, though, it's easy to become fixated on it. It, It's kind of like looking at a beautiful picture of your family. And it's just such a pretty picture. Everyone's smiling and dressed so nice. But one person has his eyes shut. (laughs) Have you seen pictures like that? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. every time you look at that picture, what what do you focus on? The guy with his eyes shut. Mm-hmm, exactly. You don't see the smiles. You don't see the good, you know, dressed so nice. You look at the eyes that are shut. So here's the trick to breaking a bad habit. It's the same thing. Quit looking at the bad habit. Quit looking at it. Shift your focus. Hmm. Let me tell you a story to help explain this idea. My husband, John, used to ride bikes with some buddies of his up when we lived in the Chicago area and they would head out away from town in order to ride where there was less traffic. So they were out on the County roads, but if you know anything about County roads, you know, they aren't always the widest. And most of the time, John and his biking buddies would be riding on the edge of the pavement. So if you picture a road in your mind, There's a paint stripe that marks the edge of the lane on the right-hand side. And about a foot farther to the right is where the edge of the pavement is. And it drops off into the grass or the ditch or whatever is along the side of the road. Well, that's where John and his friends had to ride most of the time, single file in that one-foot strip of pavement. John quickly learned that the secret was to focus on keeping his front tire in that 12-inch strip. He would think, keep the tire between the lines, between the paint stripe and the edge of the pavement. Keep the wheel between the lines. And if he started to focus on that dump truck that he could hear coming up behind him and kept looking over his left shoulder at that dump truck, guess where his bike would go? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He would veer to the left, inevitably veer into the traffic lane. On the other side, if he focused on the ditch to his right and kept saying, don't go in the ditch, don't go in the ditch, look, you know, staring at the ditch, don't go over there, don't go over there, guess where he would end up? Mm -hmm. He, He would go to the ditch, of course. So here's the secret. You move toward what you focus on. 
It's the same principle for habits. You're going to move toward whatever you focus on. And that's why rather than focusing on the bad habit that we want to get rid of, we focus on the good habit that we want to put in its place. So just think about the bad habit that's bugging you. And then think of the opposite good habit that you want to put in its place. That's what you're going to focus on, the good habit that you want to see instead. Let me give you some examples. Um, Okay, if your child has gotten into a bad habit of complaining, what's the opposite good habit? It's going to be gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gratitude Mm -hmm. or thankfulness. So you would work on developing a habit, a good habit of thankfulness. That's where you would put your focus. If your child has a bad habit of hitting other people, rather than telling him, don't hit, don't hit, and focusing on the bad habit, instead think of the opposite good habit. What would be the opposite of hitting? It would be touch people gently. So we're going to work on that good habit. We're going to work on touching people gently. Okay, one more. This is one I think I worked on with all of my kids. The bad habit of whining. Mm. Oh, I Mm. cannot stand Mm -hmm. whining. Mm -hmm. So I would think, what is the opposite good habit that I want to hear instead of whining? And we worked on use a kind voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or as we called it in our home, a self-controlled voice. I would say to my kids, God wants you to have self-control even with your voice. So let's try that again. And this time use your self-controlled voice. Kind voice works just as well. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. You move toward what you focus on. I think that's probably one reason that Paul told us in Philippians 4.8 to think on things that are true and lovely and pure and virtuous and praiseworthy. Yet he didn't say, now don't think about things that are false and ugly and sinful. Hmm. He said what we should think about, what we should focus on. Mm, that's, that's such profound. a good point. Yeah. yeah. This also reminds me of that verse in Ephesians that says we're to put off our old selves. But it doesn't stop with telling us what not to do. It goes on to say that we're to put on our new selves. Yeah. We're also told in Corinthians that when we're tempted, God always provides us with a means of escape. He always gives us a way out by providing an alternative. Uh, Katie mm. and I often encourage parents on this podcast uh, to not stop their training at telling their children what not to do, but to always take it a step further and train them in what to do, training them to replace bad habits with good habits. You know, that's what training them in wisdom is all about. And that's what we're called to do as parents. Yes. So Sonia, uh, you have five practical tips for training children to put off bad habits by replacing them with good ones. What's your first tip? All right. Tip number one is to inspire your child toward that new good habit by using examples and stories that she can picture in her mind's eye. They could be examples from other people's lives like people living now, maybe relatives and friends, or people who lived in history. And you can use examples from good books. I mean, maybe one of your child's favorite books contains a character who displays a good habit. So read those books and tell those stories to inspire your child. The more those stories touch her emotions and her imagination so she can picture 
the good habit in action in her mind. The more that happens, the stronger that inspiration is going to be for her. Mm. Stories are going to help her see what a good habit can do for her. And that's especially important for older kids, by the way. Your older kids really want to know, how is this new good habit going to benefit me before they're willing to put forth the work on it? So inspire your child with stories. Mm. That's tip number one. Mm-hmm. Can I make That's a good. quick point about that, Sonia? I, I encourage our listeners, if you haven't been to Sonia's website, simplycharlottemason.com, I just love the book lists you have in there, whether it's for history or literature. So if you're looking, parents, even if you don't homeschool, if you're looking for good books that would inspire these kinds of virtues in your children, go to Sonia's website and check out. You've You've got all sorts of things. And Sonia, maybe we could get some links from you that would be good starting places to go through the website and find, um, because, I mean, you've broken it down by age groups, right? And, or grade levels on a lot, or by subject on a lot of those, yeah, right? Yeah, both. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So, yeah. That's really We'll put links them. in the show notes for that. Yep. Yep. Okay, sure. Sure. All right. Tip number, are we ready for tip number yep, two? Yes. Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Now, once you have identified the new good habit that you're going to work on, purpose that you're going to work on that for two months. And when I say work on it, what do I mean? Well, I mean, do it as often as possible, as consistently as possible. See, habits are formed by setting up neuron paths in your brain. Every time you perform a certain action, the neurons in your brain fire in a certain path. And the more often that particular neuron path is repeated, the stronger it becomes. And once it gets strong enough, it will start to run automatically. That's when it has become a habit. Think about driving a car, all right? When you see a red light in front of you, what does your foot automatically do? Go to the brake. Yeah, it moves Mm -hmm. from the gas pedal to the brake pedal. And you probably don't have to consciously remind yourself to move your foot. You could probably be talking to somebody else in the car, talking to the kids, and your foot just moves automatically, Mm -hmm. right? That's because that movement in response to the red light has become a habit through repetition. Repetition is the key to getting a neuron path up and running and strengthened. So it's going to take vigilance during those two months. It's going to take focused attention and effort on our part to help a child repeat that new good habit as often and as consistently as possible and get that neuron path up and running and strong. And it's so easy to think, well, I don't have time right now. But it's an interesting challenge, I guess. If we think, well, what if my child contracted a serious illness that was going to require constant care from me for several weeks, would I set things aside and do whatever it takes to help her get well again? Mm -hmm. Most likely, yes. So I guess it comes down to, do we consider bad character to be as important as bad health? Hmm. Because your habits are what form your character. How important are good habits in setting that child up for success in life? A a person's habits form their character. Mm. So 
I think it's very important. Yeah, it is. And those are really uh, good questions um, because they just put into perspective why it's so important to begin instilling good habits in our children early on while they're young. It's like you said, habits play a huge part in forming their character and their success in life. So that's just, that's really good. So it was simple, but we don't think about how habits play a part in those things. And so why it's so important to, to get uh, going on teaching them uh, good habits when they're little. But it takes a lot of effort mm-hmm. along the way. And I had to have a conversation with myself when it came to dealing with my kids' bad habits, because uh, well, I basically told myself, yes, it's inconvenient. And yes, it's taking my attention away from other things. Um, It's going to take extra time and thought and vigilance on my part for several weeks. But there were only two ideas that were really strong enough to motivate me to do it. And the first idea was this could make a huge difference for the rest of my child's life. Hmm. I'm not just talking about right now. I'm talking about the rest of their life. Charlotte Mason said something quite astounding that bad habits of character left to themselves can do nothing but strengthen. If if we leave them alone, they're just going to get stronger and stronger because of that repetition. Mm-hmm. So the one idea that that really motivated me was this can make a huge difference for the rest of my child's life. And then the second one, this is going to sound kind of funny, but this is what really hit me. If I don't do something to help her, who's going to do it? Mm, that's right. Because no one I mean, loves if, her more than you do, except the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yep. like, if I don't help this child um, learn to express her desires and wants with a self-controlled voice, with a kind voice, instead of whining, if I don't help her overcome that whining, who's going to do it? Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anybody else. Yep. And it was driving me crazy. So it's like, you better get on it, girl. <laughs> Maybe her employer when he fires her, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. But exactly. that, yeah, it's not going to help her overcome. No. It's just going to be like, and now she's going to go whine to somebody else right. about what the employer did, you know? Uh, yeah. it, it can really just growl. It mm-hmm. can become a monster if it can strengthen if we don't do something about it. That's so, right. Mm, yeah. That's why yeah. we have to take Barney Fife's advice and nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. That's right. <laughs> nip it in the bud. Yeah. That's yes. a good, that's a good second tip. All right. So what is your third tip, Sonia? Uh, tip number three, then I mentioned it a little bit in tip two, but it's try to keep the streak going. That neuron path is going to grow strongest, quickest. If you don't have any lapses in that repetition. Hmm. So try to keep that streak going as long as you can, but also have grace. I mean, if your child does slip back into the old habit, this is not the time for scolding or shaming, but rather come at it more from the standpoint of demonstrating your sorrow for her sake. I mean, your heart as her parent is for that child to become the best version of herself that she can possibly be. And you know that this bad habit is going to prevent her from achieving that goal. It's a sad thing Mm -hmm. when a person struggles with a bad habit. That habit 
is holding her back from being her best self. And so we have sorrow for the child's sake. And we can share that sorrow appropriately, but we then encourage her to try again. So it's not you're doing you're you're a bad reflection on me as a parent. Stop doing that, kid, because I look bad. No, it is sorrow for her sake. But then we're going to encourage her to try again. Have your kids ever come to you with math homework and asked for your help? only for you to realize you did a mathematical brain dump the day you graduated high school? Well, I have great news for you, parents. Whether you're homeschooling or helping your kids with their math homework after school, CTC Math is an invaluable resource. They have video tutorials and summaries that are concise and really engaging while still fully covering the subject matter. It's like having your own personal math tutor accessible at any time. I have so many favorite things about CTC Math, but just to name a few, I get extensive reports and summaries of my kids' progress. We have access to CTC Math's entire catalog of lessons, not just per grade level, as many online math programs do. And finally, there is a 365-day money-back guarantee, literally no questions asked. If you or your kids need some extra help with math, go to ctcmath.com and sign up for a free trial. Again, that's ctcmath.com. There's a question that's come to my mind through this whole conversation so far, breaking bad habits, that there is a fine line in parenting between developing good habits or um, discouraging bad habits and consequences for sin. And I'm just, I'm trying to help bridge that gap for some of our listeners because we talk often about discipline and the importance of that in parenting. But, you know, we've had other episodes where we talked about things that were more habitual and negative habits in our children. And and parents often are confused on when do I discipline versus when do I focus more on the habit training side of it? Do you have any wisdom to offer? Like, can you, can you point us in the right direction? When do we head more down this focusing in on the habits or do, or are the two mutually exclusive? I guess that's kind of my question. Well, Katie, one thing that comes to my mind, Sonia, I know you'll have some wisdom on this too, but is that, you know, we talk about that discipline comes in when there is uh, willful defiance against parental authority. Mm. And mm. so I'm not so sure that things like, uh, you know, Bad habits like biting their nails, (laughs) yeah, biting their nails or habits like that. We wouldn't necessarily discipline for that because it's just a bad habit that they've gotten into. So it's like what Sonia's saying is, you know, give them something to do instead. Instead of biting your nails, do this thing instead. And so I view, you know, bad habits as more just working with the child demonstrating grace and just coming alongside them and teaching them to put off that bad habit and put on the good habit as Sonia has so um, explained so well in this podcast, whereas uh, we saved discipline for direct disobedience and defiance Defiance, against parental authority. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Some of the I can see where it could cross a line. For example, if your child has a habit of anger, mm-hmm. um, we we need to proactively work on the good habit to take its place. So it's not the anger that is the um, 
bad habit it is how you display that anger how what how mm-hmm. you respond to that anger right um, a lot of times the sin issues are issues of the heart right um as you so well know because that's what this whole podcast is about <laughs> dealing with your children's hearts and so um bad habits are not necessarily heart issues right Right. And I think that's where the confusion comes in with a lot of our listeners, because we've we've received questions where I, I can sort of see how the parents are taking a bad habit and almost forcing it into an issue of defiance, where they say, well, I've told the child not to do this anymore, so now do I have to have a consequence for that? Where I think if, if I'm hearing you too correctly, it's to say, continually encourage the good habits we want to create, even if we mention the bad habits, but continue to encourage the good so we're reforming, rewiring that part of the brain so that the good habit it's, is what's replaced, and then it doesn't ever become an issue of defiance necessarily. Now, mm-hmm. to your point, Sonia, there are sin issues. It's just so intertwined, and I think that's the challenge of parenting mm-hmm. in issues like this is really just seeking wisdom, <laughs> you know, when not to provoke our children to anger by the way that we discipline. We could put everything in life with our children under the umbrella of, well, this is the habit of obedience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, no matter what I tell them, it becomes an obedience or a defiance issue. But we have to be careful with that, especially when we're talking about habits. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to give grace where a child is trying to learn a new behavior, trying to get a new neuron path laid down in her brain. Mm. Um, and even if you've told your child once, clean your room before you go to bed at night. That isn't necessarily an obedience issue. It is, we've got to work on making this a new habit. All the steps that are involved with cleaning the room and helping her set up her reminder to to get that thought foremost in her mind at the right time of day. Now, if you say, I need you to clean your room, and she rebels, she sticks out that lip and stamps that foot and says, no, I don't want to. Now we've got an obedience issue. Mm -hmm. We've got a heart issue. But just trying to get a new action or task or chore in place, even a new response in place, um, that I think is more along the lines of habitual thought process, getting the habit in place than direct obedience versus defiance. That's Mm -hmm. great. And I think the key there that you said is showing grace. And if we just remind ourselves how difficult it is to break our own bad habits of, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I could name a few of mine. I won't. But anyway, I mean, just thinking through how. No, no, no. I'm thinking like drinking soda. My daughter. So I really don't want to drink soda. I can actually feel it in my kidneys when I drink it. My kidneys rebel. And so I told my daughter, I was like, this is a really bad habit. I don't want to be doing this anymore. And so now I have this little reminder in the car and she's like, mom, that's really just not something that feels good. I mean, so I mean, just her showing me grace and the gentle reminder and not mm. shaming me, but reminding mm. and just knowing, man, our kids, if we struggle and we're fully grown, our brains aren't still developing, man, how much harder for them to develop those good Katie, habits. Katie, I can totally relate to that. I wrote a whole book about my 
trying to break that habit yes. after 20 years of drinking Coca-Cola. Yep. Um, and, and I had to quit focusing on what not to drink and had to focus on, I am going to drink water. Instead. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, we need yeah. to put a link in the show notes to that book. It's called, um, laying down the rails for yourself. Is that right? Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. I've read that book. It's fantastic. So listeners will put a link in the show notes to that book and you've got a version for children as well. Yeah, laying down the rails for children is full of those inspiring stories, Bible stories and poetry and family activities and all kinds of things for 60 different good habits. So hopefully something in there will be apropos to whatever habit it is you're going to work on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a great question about what's the difference. Well, I got us off track. So you've gone through three tips. Let's go to tip number four. Oh, okay. Well, this one applies, though, to what we've been talking about. Tip number four is pray for your child and with your child and encourage her to rely on God's help, even while she's going to work hard herself. You know, there's always that balance. It's not just, well, I'm going to pray and then not try. I'm, I'm going to pray as I stamp my foot and, and pout out my lip. That doesn't quite work. You've you've still got to put forth effort yourself, but we're going to rely on God's help and we're going to ask him for the strength to do what is correct. So prayer is a big part of this. And then I would also encourage you, tip number five then, is be on the lookout. As a parent, watch for growth in that new habit. This is going to be a process. This is not going to be an overnight, you know, flip the switch, suddenly everything changes. So you're going to have to keep yourself encouraged during that process. Remember, it's a good two months to get it started. Look for even small signs of growth, not perfection, just growth. And I was talking with a friend of mine the other day about celebrating growth. And she said, what do you mean by celebrating growth? You know, do you throw a party? What do you do? It's like, no. To me, it's a very personal thing. It is allowing my heart to be happy for a few moments without thinking about the future. Just being happy in the moment of, I saw these steps. And yeah, we've got a ways to go, but I'm not going to think about that for right now. Just for a few minutes, I'm going to allow my heart to be happy over how far we've come, this mm. small step of growth. It, if you've ever tried to do a hard thing yourself and you had somebody who came alongside you and cheered you on and said, I know you can do this. I know it's hard, but I know you can do this. That's what we can be to our children. Sometimes having that person cheering us on can make all the difference between success and failure. So watch for growth and let's celebrate any growth that we see during this whole process. I experienced that with Katie every time we sit down to record a podcast and she has to go over all the technical instructions with me again, even though we've been recording for almost three years. I said and, today and we have to reinvent the wheel every, every time. Every single we time. It did. And, I, and I whine. We talked about whining, but I whine every time and I'll say, I can't figure out how to split 
the screen with my notes and the video to where I can see you or see Sonia. And Katie always says, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. And then she walks me through the whole thing again, like Katie says, reinvent the wheel again. But I will say the yes, you can that you always say is encouraging. We're both being sanctified in this process. I will go ahead and say yes. (laughs) We are. And and I don't want to get us off track again, but Sonia, that totally reminds me. You gave a quick tip in one of our past episodes that has just really stuck with me. It was so good. I mean, it stuck with me, but obviously it's one I still need to work on. (laughs) Um, But you said, put the word yet at the end of any I can't statements. Mm -hmm. And I I love that. So what I really should be saying, Katie, is I can't split the screen with my notes and the video yet. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay. But what that means is that I haven't given you the instructions on how to do it again yet. Because I mean, we're still, but that's okay. But you know what? We're all learning patience. The Lord is working on both of us. It's that's so right. good. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. So Sonia, right. just summarize here some of the things okay. that you've been talking yeah. about. Summarize technology or something? No, not that. Okay. No. <laughs> we always get off track. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, okay. Don't think about breaking a bad habit. Think about replacing the bad habit with the opposite good habit. Mm. And then repeat that new habit as often as possible for two months. And along the way, inspire your child with stories of how that good habit has helped other people. And pray for her as she's working to develop that new neuron path in her brain. And then encourage her every step of the way. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Sonia. What do you have for us today? Well, I think we've all had to deal with kids interrupting our conversations with other people. Hmm. That can be a bad habit sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so here's how I dealt with it. Whenever the child would interrupt me, I would keep my eyes on the person with whom I was talking, but I would just move my hand over near that child and I would hold up one finger. And I would just keep holding it there until I could politely excuse myself from the conversation for a moment and give my full attention to that child. And it it works. I did this with my grandkids the other day, and I hadn't even trained them in this. I just put that finger up right in front of their little face, and they knew. Um, It it helps the child know that I have not forgotten about her. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm not looking at her, I'm still looking at the person I'm talking to. My finger's there. I have not forgotten about you. And it also, to be quite honest, it was a reminder for me. You know, it's like, why is my finger still over here? Why am I holding my hand? Oh, yeah. I I got a kid waiting to talk to me. And then that way I would not forget her accidentally. Mm, That's good. Ginger, you did the same with your kids and I did the same with mine. I think we put our hand on their we had hand, them right? put their, I had them yeah, put their hand had, on my I arm. I had my kids put their hand on my arm. Mm-hmm. And and we talked about that ahead of time. When you put your hand on my arm, what that's doing is letting me know in a way that shows respect for me and the other person, you know, mom, I need to say something, but I don't want to be rude. And then I, like you, Sonia, it, I would put my hand on their hand to let them know as soon as there's a break in this conversation, a pause, I'll give you permission to sl- to speak. So yeah, the same sort of concept. You know it, it's, a yeah. way to, so it's a way to show respect for the person we're talking to yes. and a way to show respect for our kids. And you yes. know what's great, Sonia, about that is that two of my kids took to what Ginger and I are talking about really easily, but one of my children really never quite caught on to the put the hand on the arm. There was just, there was an impulsiveness there. And so I you know, holding up that finger, it's sort of 
inherent. They don't have to be taught that. It's sort of the universal sign for one Wait. second and and they know. And so I'm going to I'm going to use that with that child because I I do still struggle with this particular one in that way and I just I think that'll be a huge help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Listeners, if you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. Well, Sonia, as always, you've given us practical insights and biblical encouragement, and those are the things that we like to give to our listeners on this podcast, and you always just do such a great job uh, with keeping us on task with doing that. Um, That's why we love having you on. How about telling our listeners where they can find out more about you and your ministry? I would love to connect with them. They can go to our website at simplycharlottemason.com. And uh, our weekly podcast also, the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. And listeners, we just can't say enough good things about uh, the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. Mm -hmm. If you are not a listener, please go listen to Sonia's podcast, just full of wisdom, full of biblical encouragement, full of practical tips. Um, It's just fantastic. Mm -hmm. And so we'll definitely have Heather put a link in our show notes to all of these things. Uh, Sonia, will you leave us all with a final word of encouragement? Well, I love a Charlotte Mason quote that goes like this. Do not despise the day of small things. Hmm. And I know some days it can feel like all you do is help your child use a kind voice or be sure to touch gently. And at the end of the day, if somebody asked you, well, what'd you do today? That habit work might feel pretty insignificant, pretty small. But I want you to grasp This idea down deep in your heart, my friends, those small things are going to make a big difference in your child's life because a person's habits form their character. Mm -hmm. And helping your child form the right habits is one of the most important things you can do as a parent. So don't belittle your efforts in habit training. Don't think of that work as small or insignificant. You are little by little, step by step, helping your child become the best version of himself that he can possibly be. That is important work. And if you don't do it, who's going to? So yes, your day may be full of small things, but that doesn't mean they are unimportant things. When those small things help your child form good habits, they are vastly important, vitally important. Don't despise the day of small things. Thank you so much, Ginger and Sonia, and thank you listeners for joining us today. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This really helps us get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. You can find our show notes, which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode at gingerhubbard.com. And while you're on gingerhubbard.com, you can also find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering Ginger's best-selling parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, A Mom's Look at Heart-Oriented Discipline, as well as the six-week study guide at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again next week. 
Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. Have you ever been at a total loss for how to explain to your kids some of the really hard things they've seen in our culture or in the news? Sometimes I resort to distraction, like, hey, who wants ice cream? (laughs) Because I'm just not sure how to rightly respond. This is why I'm so excited about a new podcast that is stepping in to meet that need. The podcast is called Concurrently, and each episode is full of practical help so that we can teach our kids how to develop news literacy and biblical discernment. To find out more, visit concurrentlypodcast.com, and you can listen to new episodes of Concurrently every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And you are growing. Have you seen any signs of growth? We have. You know what? We have. We actually have. And I've been throwing, (laughs) listen, when we first started this podcast, this is a fun little backstory. When we first started this podcast, we were sending Word documents back and forth to each other and like correcting (laughs) things and then send it back. And I was like, Ginger, you know what we need to do is get on Google Docs and we can make changes and see it in real time. And she was very resistant. I don't like change. I don't like change. Very resistant. I can't do it. Yet. Yes. But then I did it and, she and then did I was able it. to do it. So yes, I'm growing. And so I don't Sonia, have to yes. walk you through you Google are. Docs. She's come so far. She doesn't recognize it, but she has. So, well, so far. You. And Katie, I think you have seen growth in your patience level. I have. Yeah, and my absolutely. mom can ask, well, I, she listens to this podcast, so I hesitate to say this, but she can ask me questions <laughs> and I would not be impatient yet. Uh, probably. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Celebrate growth. Let's celebrate. (laughs) Celebrate growth. Yes, we definitely had that. So good. Yes. Mm. And we just cannot say a good, uh, enough good thing. We can't about say a single good thing we about your podcast. Not one single good thing. Why are we having, having you on here? 